0: Is Jesus Christ Lord? Talking about the Lordship of Jesus Christ. You know, in the Bible, Lord is mentioned 6,781 times in my Bible. That's a lot. Almost 7,000 times. And, and there is a singular declaration that Jesus Christ is Lord of lords. He is the top. He is the all-powerful Lord. And, and I talked about it last time, Deuteronomy 6 and 4, the Shema. The Shema, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And Jesus is the bodily representation, the fleshly revelation in God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. And so when we talk about the Lordship of Jesus Christ, that's not a separate Lord of the Old Testament. The Old Testament Jehovah God, the Lord of the Old Testament is the Lord of the New Testament. Jesus Christ is Lord. And so, there's important. That's an important understanding for us to have. It is central to our understanding, and therefore, living in a way that is reflective of this, this, this acceptance. Jesus Christ is Lord. So, it's going to change the way I live. It's going to change the way I talk. It's going to change the way I act. It's going to. It, it, it must affect my life. Jesus said it. Why call ye me Lord and do not do the things I say? How do you know you are walking in a place where Jesus Christ is Lord? You do the things he says. The greatest act of faith that you and I will ever uh, ever do is that when we reflect a life that is in obedience and is in uh, submission to the Lordship of Jesus Christ now I know some people say well you know Jesus did it all he paid the price there's nothing we can do to add to our salvation Jesus did all he could do but just because Jesus did all he could do doesn't mean there's nothing I need to do and what I need to do is not based upon what some denominational declaration is What does the Bible say what does Jesus say that I need to do uh, Jesus teaches a number of qualities and virtues and pursuits as a disciple we're going to have. I can't talk about all the things Jesus said that you need to do if he is your Lord, if you're going to be his disciple. Uh, We do know faith is necessary to be saved. Hebrews says, uh, uh, for without faith it is impossible to please God. Faith is an absolute necessary component. But to say that it only requires faith requires a suspension of biblical knowledge or ignorance of it. Because Jesus no doubt taught there is more than simply believing required. Jesus said uh, at the conclusion of his Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5 through 7, he concludes it by saying, I will tell you, I will liken the man who hears my word, and does my word as a wise man that built his house on a rock. And I'll tell you what someone's like that hears my word and doesn't obey it. He's like a fool that built his house on the sand. So do you want to be wise or fool? And sadly, many people today through erroneous doctrines have lived their life as a fool by while saying and believing that <laughs> that You know, it's, it's, it's not right for me to smile when I say that. It's humorous because people can be so foolish, but, but they've been taught foolishness. People have believed a lie. People truly believe it doesn't matter what you do as long as you hear, as long as you believe. That's all that is required. But if you understand, the Scripture has never been a singular proposition. It all starts with a singular proposition. Uh, Abraham uh, left his, his, his land to follow after God, but it was a progression. It started in faith. That faith wasn't just a mental ascent. He left his father's house. He followed after God. So it wasn't just believing. He left where he was. And you find multiple times God asked things of Abraham. And Abraham believed God. And that believing in God was counted as righteousness. Was it simply his mental ascent or was it his actions that were a product and a proof of his faith? Faith is... is Without exception Isn't just a thought It is the expression of the thought It's not just belief But it's what belief Motivates us to do It's not just faith But it is faith manifested If you believe something It is going to be by extension Motivating you Toward demonstrating That can be seen by all That you believe in something If someone... Calls me. I had someone call me not long ago, and said, "You need to go buy this particular stock. If you'll buy this particular stock, uh, you are going to see an increase in your net worth." I like this person. I, I I would say I believe this person, but I didn't buy the stock. And so when the stock you know has has grown by you know fifty percent. In, uh, in a short period of time. Uh, I still believe him, but I still hadn't bought the stock. So, so, it, it, biblical faith isn't just, yeah, I believe that. Biblical faith is acting. I, I have to put my money where my mouth is to benefit from the increase. And that is, that is true for scripture. It, it's true for the people in the scripture. Jesus, Jesus, uh, in his teaching, you know, I think it is just amazing how much Christian doctrine absolutely ignores large portions of Jesus's teaching. Jesus, uh, uh, is standing there at the judgment of people. He's our judge. He will judge us. And, 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 and people will come to him and say, uh, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy into your name? Didn't we do wonderful works in your name? Didn't we do all this stuff wrapped up in, in our faith? And he will say, I don't know who you are. What What? what was the thing he said? Ye that work iniquity. What is iniquity? <laughs> it's self-rule. It means they. Jesus wasn't the Lord of what they were doing. They were doing it under their own auspices, under their own name, under their own a claim to fame. Jesus wasn't the center of it, they were doing it on their own. Uh, And we see that. We see that in spades. I mean, there, there are some famous people, some of us, even though they're famous because of their Christian affiliation, we won't be surprised to know they went to hell. We don't want them to go to hell. But it's obvious, they're in it for the money, they're in it for the fame, they're in it for all kinds of things. Yeah, but here's the thing: it is we must examine ourselves to see if that we are in the faith. Examine ourselves. Uh, the Bible teaches us to judge ourselves. We, we must we must consider ourselves. We must uh, search ourselves. We must humble ourselves. We, 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 we must recognize that we have a personal responsibility if we want to benefit from the promises of God, if we want to partake in the blessings of the Lord, we must recognize I have a responsibility, I have a, a place of participation, I have something that God expects from me if I want to be a part of what he has promised for me, the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And, and here's the thing. I want the Lord to be Lord in my life. And, and if you've watched this far, I believe that's true for you as well. Uh, there's something powerful when you make Jesus your Lord. It's not just a sinner's prayer you pray. It's not just scriptures found in Romans 10. I, I was actually in a Bible study today uh, with some other good men that get together uh, every Tuesday morning in Raymond, Mississippi, at the coffee shop there in downtown Raymond. And we started reading Romans 9. And, and Romans 9, 10, and 11, it's all about Paul talking about the Jews who haven't haven't seen Jesus as Lord. They don't accept him as Lord. And he says, My my heart's desire, my prayer to God is that that Israel would be saved. And he begins to talk about it. And then Romans 10, he says, you know, speaking of the Jews, no doubt it's true for all of us, but he's dealing with the Jewish mentality, the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. And and, and Paul says in Romans 10 that it speaking of the Jews, if you believe in your heart, and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is. Lord, Lord, the Lordship of Jesus Christ was a revelation that would bring a Jew, an Old Testament believer into a New Testament salvation, a revelation that Jesus is Lord. It was this revelation. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4 and 6, For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Jesus is Lord. And that's not just something that we say. It's not just a bumper sticker we put on the back of our car. It's not just a slogan we wear on a t-shirt. It's not just something that's written on a hat that we wear around town. Jesus Christ is Lord and it will be reflective in our life. It it should be reflected in how we treat our spouse. It should be reflective in how we treat our children. How do we know how to do those things? For Jesus to be the Lord, you you must get in his word. Because our response to his word is a demonstration. How we live our life in response to his word is a revelation of if Jesus is our Lord. Jesus said it. Why call you me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things I say? the Lordship of Jesus Christ. It's a test we can take, and we can know for ourselves. Test yourself. A lot of people don't even know what Romans, uh, Romans uh, 9, 10, and 11 are about. All they've quoted is three or four verses, maybe even repeated them, have not even read them. But but how you know if Jesus is Lord is if you understand what Jesus taught. You know, I tell new believers one of the best ways to help you live for God is to read, meditate, and apply the lessons of Jesus in his ministry to your life. Read Matthew 5, 6, and 7. It's a Sermon on the Mount. Study and meditate upon the things that the Gospels uh, proclaim to us. What Jesus said, and live them, apply them. You know, I have a friend of mine that is a a great Bible scholar, very uh, deeply spiritual individual who pray. He's a man of prayer, a man of the Word, and uh, he says for himself he reads one chapter of Proverbs every day. And so in every month he has read he has read through the book of Proverbs and he says that in the book of Proverbs it is the encapsulated wisdom of God uh gives you insight into what's going on. And I found that to be true. I have practiced that myself at times a uh, reading through the book of Proverbs but I would say that on the same level, I, I think that you could read through the Sermon on the Mount and the the lessons of Jesus and and read them regularly and and meditate upon them, because they tell you how to deal with conflict. They tell you how to deal with leaders. They it, the, the 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 teachings of Jesus tell you how how to how to deal with uh, drama. It's all in there. It's all in there. And it's obvious. (laughs) We all know believers. And if we'd be honest, we've all been believers who live like we never read the Bible before. (laughs) We forget that Jesus is our Lord and we start acting like, yeah, Mm -hmm. the Lordship of Jesus.